Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. Welcome, my friend, to episode 92 of With Heart and Wonder. I saw the most inspiring short film last week, and I really can't wait to tell you about it. I think it's going to resonate if you are in a place where you're trying to figure out who exactly you are, like really are, and what are the things that bring you joy or fulfillment or make you feel the most like yourself. But first, before we dive into that, a check-in. How are you? How are you feeling? How is this year going? January felt like such a wild ride to me, and I feel like I'm still trying to find my footing. But this past week was one filled to the brim with simple pleasures and finding joy in the little moments. From a tap dancing class to date night with my partner Eric at the Banff Mountain Film Festival to celebrating my mom's birthday, we actually, we went to a workshop on how to make a flower bouquet, which was so much fun. I attended an outdoor indigenous film festival with friends followed by dessert where I kind of blew my mind in a restaurant. I was like roasting marshmallows over an open flame. All this to say, my heart is feeling so full. And there is undoubtedly probably stories that I could share from all of these experiences, but I want to just like hyper-focus in on just one film that I saw. Because this film feels like it's nestled right into my lungs, and it feels like there's a story here that just needs to be shared with you today, especially if you are sitting with questions of like, what makes you feel like you? What brings you joy? What brings you fulfillment? What fills your cup? What gives you energy? What makes you come alive? So we saw this short film. It was less than 15 minutes. This past week, as part of the Banff Mountain Film Festival World Tour. And I know that this film is one that I will remember for years to come. In truth, a lot of, I mean, I've probably seen over 50 films as part of this Banff Film Festival World Tour. I started going, um, I was introduced to it by friends uh, in my first year of university. And I think I've been maybe five different years now, five or six. So the film festival, if you're unfamiliar with it, it, um, it's it's held every year in Banff, which is a national park and a village in Canada. And it is a celebration of mountain life. And that includes like anything around like outdoor adventure, but also culture from around the world, environment. There's films about social justice as well. And I find the films to be just like so inspiring and a lot of them to be really eye-opening and perspective shifting and inviting you into consider things um, that maybe you, you wouldn't have before. 
All this to say, the films always give me a lot of food for thought. And and there's there's many from over the years that um, I really remember and have touched me. And this film is no exception. This one truly, I think, is, is one of my favorites from all that I have seen. And I want to tell you about it. So this short film is looking at a journey that Eric Weinheimer made. And Eric is an adventurer, a rock climber, and he also happens to be fully blind. And this film is showing Eric Weinheimer and his friend, Timmy O'Neill, as they climb a certain rock. I truly do not remember the name of this rock. And I believe the California region. The film is called Soundscape. The reason for this is because as part of his climbing, Eric uses sound and echolocation to be able to sense the rock that is in front of him. The film is so creatively done where it kind of shows what we can imagine this echolocation to be. He's listening to how sound interacts with the rock in front of him in order to know where to make his next step, how close or far the rock is, what the texture is. He's listening to sound to paint his own picture of how to climb his way up to the top. Now, there's this moment in the film that just like, ooh, (laughs) just like, you know, those moments that just like hit you. And so his friend Timmy is saying that people always ask him, why would you climb when you can't see anything when you get to the top? And Timmy is looking at the camera and he says, as if that's the only reason to climb, as if that's the only reason to climb, just to see what you see at the top. This hit me so hard. In the film, Timmy also shares that the reason he wanted to bring Eric to this particular mountain escape was because he finds it to be one of the most beautiful and compelling pieces of rock on the planet. And when Eric gets to the top, when they finally make that ascent and are at the top, allowing themselves this chance to just soak it all in, Timmy grabs Eric's hand and traces the skyline with his fingers so that Eric can feel what he would see in terms of the skyline. And Eric shares that when he gets to the top, there is this vast open expanse where all of a sudden the sound has changed. And it's like the open blue sky swallows you up. He describes it as really this kind of spiritual experience. He experiences that top of the summit with just as much depth and richness, even though he can't see what it looks like. This story for me, I feel like is such a really powerful reminder that no one else has to understand the things that let you up. And that, in fact, oftentimes people won't get it. At first, sometimes ever, 
but that many people won't understand the things that bring you joy and fulfillment, the things that make you come alive. And this is not because these things aren't essential and deeply valuable. It's just because they can't see it yet or understand within their perspective. It would be really normal to have those same thoughts. Why go rock climbing if you can't enjoy the view at the top? And yet, in this film, it was so touching to hear all of the ways in which this is an experience that truly makes Eric come alive. I talked about in the newsletter that I sent out last week about how essential it is to focus on the things that give us energy. I think a lot of times it's easy to focus on the things taking our energy. And so in the newsletter, I shared that I had a new routine that I'm pretty much obsessed with, and that routine is tap dancing. And it might sound kind of frivolous or inconsequential, but it is anything but. There are some profound gifts that I'm getting out of tap dancing, and I'll link the newsletter in the show notes if that's something you want to check out and read, or maybe you already have. But I think it's really important for us to sit with this question, like, what are the things that give us energy? And I see this all the time. People feel like those things are are frivolous or they feel a sense of shame or guilt or that. And oftentimes it is of what others will think. And yet, I just today want to invite you to consider that these things that are potentially like essential to giving you energy, to making you feel like you, that there's no need to limit yourself just because others can't understand or see it yet. That it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else but you, that you can have a little curiosity and let yourself follow that and see where it leads you, even if you don't know yet where it will lead. I hope that we can take just inspiration and courage and strength from this example of Eric and the creativity and curiosity that he is bringing to continuing to find ways to feel most like himself, to feel alive, to feel energized. This idea of really leaning into the things that give us energy is something I've actually talked a lot about on some recent podcasts where I've actually been a guest. Over the last few months, I've had the chance to be a guest on several podcasts, including the Ignite Your Spark podcast, Things I Talk About, Perpetual Motion, Thrive Beyond Size, and Actually You Can with Miff Galloway. On these shows, I've talked about how much This piece around fulfillment and the things that bring us energy is part of the equation. I'm going to link all of these shows in the show notes as well, which you'll find if you go into your podcast listener and click on the episode description. So you'll be able to check them out if that's something that resonates. But really today, I just want to leave you with this question of like, what is sparkling with possibility? as something that would give you energy or make you come alive even just like 5% more. 
because I think, and if you listen to these other podcast episodes where I was a guest, it's something I think I say on every one. I feel like a lot of us are walking around on autopilot a lot of the times. And so what does it mean to start to carve out a little bit more space for us to play, for us to come alive, for us to do those things that maybe we don't understand yet, maybe others don't understand, but there's something there for us. There's something there that's wanting to be explored. So in the spirit of that, what can you explore this week? can be super small or it can be big. I'd love to hear either way. If you feel like sharing with me, hit me up on Instagram at Megan L. Johnston, or you can send me an email, hello at meganjohnston.com. Until next time, keep living with heart and wonder.